Hello everyone and welcome back to a new episode of this podcast. My name is Sander Deer and I'm your host. Today's episode will start something new. In these 15 to 20 minute episodes, I will open up my doctor's office. And in this doctor's office, in this open office, agile practitioners can ask me any type of question they encounter in practice and would like to have some advice on. Whether you work as a product owner, scrum master, developer, agile leader, you name it, everyone is welcome in Dr. Agile's office. Get it? Sonder there? Doctor? No? Alright, I'll see myself out later. Anyway, if you would like to get some free advice or other perspectives on your questions and your practice situations, drop me a message on LinkedIn or join the Mastering Agility Discord community. You'll find the link in the show notes. First patient, please. Welcome to the doctor's office. How can I help you today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, Well, I've been not feeling great lately. I've been experiencing some mild symptoms that I want to have checked on. So I can start by telling you about one of them that I've been experiencing in my current organization. So let me tell you about it. Go ahead. So right now, um, as part of the Scrum teams, we have UX and UI designers. However, they don't participate in the sprint nearly as much as the developers or the testers. And I sometimes uh, end up feeling like they are wasting their time being in the Scrum team meetings. But at the same time, I do see how the close collaboration is beneficial for the product. So is there a solution to this situation? Uh, Should the designers be stakeholders instead of part of the Scrum teams? Is there a cure for this? Is this a grave, doctor? Well, as uh, the, the consultant answer goes, it depends. Like, what are the skills that you need on board to actually create a done increment consistently each sprint? If those UI people have skills that you would need on a continuous basis to involve during the sprint and throughout each sprint, then I would say, yes, involve them as much as possible and, and have them on the team. Also, I would be curious on why they don't want to participate for the rest of the sprint. Maybe other than the UI and the UX work, maybe they have skills that could support the work of the others as well. Also, don't focus too much on we are developers, uh, we are coders, we are testers, we are UX or UI. The Scrum Guide specifically mentions developers are people who create stuff for, for the product. Whether that's UX or anything else, it doesn't matter, you're a developer. I would also question whether you're able to work as a team if everyone sticks to their individual silos. So that might be a really good question to discuss during your sprint retrospective as well. Have you ever done that before? Yes, and we've been exploring uh, solutions, uh, proposals for this issue. Um, We are trying to have collaborative sessions for the user flow implementation, for the managing of edge cases, for the design, for some improvements uh, from the feedback we get during the sprint. But even so, 
um, we still struggle to 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 have the designers as involved in the sprint because they are also designing the next features ahead. They are also working in in other parts uh, of the company, maybe for the marketing, because this is not a very big company. So the designers have to deal with several things at the same time. And that is the main problem that for the first week of the sprint, they collaborate and they have a flow like user flow sessions and design sessions with the developers. Uh, they contribute to the sprint goal, but then for the more um, coding, like the coding uh, focused part of the sprint, I don't think they collaborate that much. That is why I see them potentially as external stakeholders. It could be a consultant as being a subject matter expert, but I think there's a really important thing in your answer as well, is that they're being basically being requested or needed by other parts of the organization leading to uh, context switching. They are focusing on other stuff than the product that you're working on. So they continuously have to switch and it has its impact on the motivation of people as well. So this might be something to address, not just with the Scrum team, but with the wider organization. What are we trying to do here? Do we want people to really focus? Do we, can we get that focus? And if yes, how should we do that? How should our Scrum teams look like? Does that help? Definitely. Awesome. Yes. And we are building cross-functionality in the teams. Uh, and for example, we are trying to run away from the tester versus developer uh, by merging their skills, testers becoming becoming um, coders, let's say, and the other way around. Uh, so like I can see the willingness from the organization and from the team members to, to blur those lines. Yeah. Just for the sake of very... Um, purely sticking to theory cross-functional just means that you as a team have all the skills on board to deliver that done increment mm -hmm. not necessarily that people are able to pick up each other's work but that as a team you have all the skills on board to create a done increment definitely yeah definitely but at the same time they want to like personally uh, all of them want to develop let's say full stack uh, skills so I welcome that as well. Awesome. Hopefully that's going to help you a little bit. I'm really curious what's going to come out of the, the conversation. If this doesn't cure the issue, feel free to come back. I think uh, the focus conversation will be an interesting, an interesting one to have, like, because we are struggling in general with, with focus and it's no wonder because the company is growing, is changing. Uh, the product is changing too, and, and we are struggling to keep the focus, and this can be a good conversation to have, both for the designers and for the rest of the company as well. Yeah, absolutely. It does uh, detrimental things for the quality that you can deliver. Exactly. You had some more symptoms okay, that you, you want so to discuss. Yes, so... Those, that one was like a mild symptom, let's say, it's not causing me much pain. But this following one is a little bit uh, trickier. So here it goes. Uh, our product backlog 
right now is divided into multiple ones. We have a technical depth backlog, a back backlog, and even a natural language processing backlog, because that is something that we do. And that uh, later, later uh, backlog is managed by another product owner. So the main product owner is focused on the main product backlog, uh, the one that contains features picked by teams every sprint. And the reason behind this is that the main product owner doesn't have any technical background and is unable to understand tasks that talk about natural language processing or technical stuff in general. As you can imagine, uh, this situation has led to bugs and technical debt not being paid attention to, as well as having a separate team for infrastructure matters. And they manage their own backlog as well. Yes. I have proposed unifying the backlogs, but I'm not sure this is the right approach. Uh, how can I handle this situation? Unifying the backlog into a single one would be the best option to start off with. That's the solution. Now, why? Because from beginning from conception till the point that the product goes out of commission, your Scrum team is accountable for any part of the work, whether that's new features, technical depth, bugs, any other work, database, I don't care. All the work that needs to be performed on the product is in that single source of truth, the product backlog. This has a lot to do with focus relating to the previous question as well. Yes. You'll be splitting into focus and you won't see that much pressure. Also, uh, transparency is very much being limited if you have multiple backlogs. That's part one. It also feels like you have multiple captains on your ship. They have two product owners um, responsible for specific parts um, and not just the one product owner who is accountable for the entire thing. Uh, to some extent, I understand exactly. the argument that he doesn't have the, the all the skills on board to understand the technical part of it. I wouldn't be able to do that instantly as well. But by putting another product owner next to it is persevering that behavior. And to give you an extreme example of what that can do, uh, my childhood, childhood hero, Dr. Phil, always referred to this as, for instance, parents of a drug-addicted kid. Now, this drug-addicted kid comes to, their, uh, to, to its parents saying, hey, could you give me $50 so I can buy new clothes? And even though the parents know that 50 bucks won't get spent on clothes but on drugs, they still give, them the money, give her the money. And why? Because else you don't know, we don't know what she's going to do for it whether she's going to steal or do even worse things to get that 50 bucks. So we will just give her the 50 bucks so we know it's, it's done in a safe way. This is enabling behavior. If you enable your product owner to have a separate product owner next to it, you'll just be enabling that product owner to dive away from his accountabilities and you'll be persevering with this kind of behavior. It's also very much a unicorn mentality to think that you can, that, that there's going to be one point where you're going to possess all the knowledge as a product owner to know everything and anything about the entire product, whether that's technical details, how you're going to sell, sell it, how you're going to market it, is just not doable. You want to create a team around you that knows this stuff. I mean, me as a Scrum Master, I don't know the technical part either, but I ask the people who do know. And this way you're being fed the information that you should know. Um, at least to make the right judgment calls to 
create that order in the backlog and to maximize the value coming out of the product. What do you think about that? I mean, I agree. Uh, me as a Scrum Master, I also don't understand all of the technicalities, uh, but I do ask a lot, what does this imply uh, in the product? Uh, how this impact, uh, the impacts the product? And I always try to, to change the titles of the tasks so that the product owner and everyone in the company uh, would be able to understand the purpose of the task. And then in the description, I add the technicalities that were previously in the title. Um, yeah, I, I agree with this, uh, but I wasn't realized that 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 situation was bad and the product owner had to make an effort uh, to understand and to unify the product backlog. Yeah, absolutely. That was the part that I didn't see. I didn't want to push him uh, that way or I, I didn't want to give him more work uh, let's say, you know, because I see him struggling already because he has a lot on his plate. And I, for me, it didn't feel right to to tell him, maybe you should pay attention to these other things as well. But now I would consider it. Remember this rule of thumb, one product, one product owner, one product backlog, and one definition of done. So there's just one list and one accountability that handles that. And well, this this is not uh, like I wasn't planning on asking this, but uh, now that you mentioned the rule of thumb, one product, one product backlog, and it's true that the natural language processing, for example, uh, is part of the product. It's not a different product. It's the same product. We just need to do some natural language processing for it. Um, but we do have an internal application for data entry, user management, and all of that. Would that be a different product? Doesn't contribute on the same thing, on the same features, on the same goal that you're trying to achieve with the functionalities? It does. I mean, it does contribute because it's the, as I said, it's the data entry point for the internal uh, users or for the, for the workers of the company to, to entry the necessary data to later display well, analyze and display in the in the platform and to manage the clients, the users that uh, benefit from our platform. So it is part of the product, but at the same time, it's never seen by clients. It's used by our uh, workers, by, by yeah. our people, by the customer success, by the... Backend platforms are never usually never been seen or the, the the part that you as developers create your scrum team creates is not being seen by mm. the client either it's still there and it's the same for the issues that you mentioned here even though they don't see it it's still part of your product all right as it gives yeah. it, it gives you something to okay. think about <laughs> yes yes we are treating it like that but at sometimes uh, i had my doubts should we have a different product owner uh, or not, or a team focused on that or not? So, how do you feel? How do you think um, 
focus would be impacted if you create separate backlogs or separate product owners for each individual parts? I think it would be detrimental for the motivation of the team that works for that product because in the end, it's not the same to be uh, releasing cool stuff to clients uh, that you get praise for, okay? And we celebrate, maybe we should celebrate everything, but it's true that uh, we celebrate the, the client features uh, more than the internal features. And I think it would be detrimental for the team that has to focus on that because they would lose sight of the client-facing platform and they wouldn't feel as celebrated as other teams. In terms of, of focus, uh, I don't necessarily see a problem with the focus, but I do see a problem with transparency and with motivation in that case. Has its impact definitely on in those areas case. as well? Yep. So what would your solution okay. be? Uh, I think uh, they like this internal application uh, has different stakeholders from the client-facing application because it is the um, the internal users that will tell us what they need to do their work to, in the end, satisfy the the customers. But I see how we can uh, prioritize them equally prioritize the work uh, in that area um, along the work in the client-facing product because in the end, they need each other, those two. Exactly. So they are part of the same thing. I agree. One is the engine and the other is the car, but yeah. it is in the same. Beautiful. Does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And a big thank you to today's patient and having the courage to step up in this office. I hope this relieves some of the symptoms. Now, if you feel like having some advice or you would like to get some different perspectives, send me a message on LinkedIn or join the Mastering Agility Discord community. You'll find the link in the show notes. I hope to welcome you guys all back in the next episode of this podcast series. Have an amazing day. <laughs>